Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Okay, welcome back to the December 2016 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from Sydney, Australia. I'm Damien Marucci. I'm here with Giles Mosley. We are talking about sleep architecture linked to airway obstruction and intracranial hypertension in children with syndromic craniosynostosis. This is by Stuart et al. from uh, the Netherlands, and it's published in the December 2016 PRS. Giles, what was this paper about? The authors uh, observed that children with syndromic craniosynostosis often have obstructive sleep apnea uh, and or uh, intracranial hypertension. And the authors seek to examine the relationship between sleep architecture, OSA, and intracranial hypertension and the effect of treatment on these. Excellent. And so uh, what patient groups did they have? So what were they comparing? So they um, took a group, of, is a prospective observational cohort run over three years. Um, they recruited 39 patients with an average age of uh, 5.9, but uh, an age range of 0.2 to 17.2. And they compared these with um, normal controls who are undergoing sleep studies. Good. And uh, what did they find in terms of the sleep study results uh, in the patients with syndromic craniosynostosis versus those without, and in those who had uh, structural sleep apnea and those who didn't? They found that uh, sleep architecture of children with syndromic craniosynostosis with neither obstructive nor raised ICP was actually similar to controls. Now, just to clarify, what do you mean by sleep architecture? Sleep architecture is a normal, um, sorry, it's a cyclical pattern of sleep as it shifts through the different stages, including non-REM sleep and REM sleep. Excellent, great. Um, and so what was the take-home message from this study then? Children with uh, syndromic synostosis have in principle normal sleep architecture. However, moderate to severe obstructive sleep apnea does lead to disturbed sleep architecture, which is consistent with a unifying theory for obstructive sleep apnea, raised ICP and sleep. Perfect. Okay, so what do people think about this paper? I guess, um, as Jack Fearon said in the comments section, the numbers were very small. Um, and also, they seem to include, in the syndromic craniosynostosis, both syndromes associated with midfacial hyperplasia and those not associated with midfacial hyperplasia, whereas you would expect those not associated with midfacial hyperplasia to have um, normal uh, sort of upper airways and so therefore should not be predisposed to having obstructive sleep apnea. Uh, were there any other comments made? Um, yes, the, uh, the authors also acknowledged that they involved small numbers in the study and that there was a wide age, age range. They also uh, acknowledged that it was a relatively short-term analysis of the results. Okay. Overall, it was very interesting. It's uh, some further evidence towards the importance of sleep studies uh, in craniofacial uh, patients. And uh, I'm sure there'll be more research coming out, especially on the effects or otherwise of uh, managing intracranial hypertension with a monoblock, which should, in theory, improve their obstructive sleep apnea 
in addition to treating raised cranial pressure, uh, as well as just other measures purely aimed at treating the obstructive sleep apnea. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.